Hi, folks. This is Rick Doc Walker, the DOC. This is John Kime, and you're listening to the Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate Ted. What's going on, Rally? How you doing, man? Ted, man, I am ecstatic, and I say that because there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's not happening fast enough, but the fact is, it's happening. So, you know, everyone just slow your roll. This thing is going to happen uh, with all this information that's coming out. So just slow your roll. Let's get it. I hear you, man. I hear you. And I've been getting concerned then I've been getting excited and then concerned again because during our last show, literally during the show, the report came out that Jeff Bezos hired that one firm to do research on the commanders and see what an actual investment and purchase in the team would look like. So at that point, you know, if I could do a backflip or a cartwheel, I would have been doing it. And then all of a sudden a story came out that Dan Snyder's blocking Jeff Bezos from putting a bid on the commanders, thinking, you got to be kidding me. What the hell is happening? Well, guess what, Mess Hall listeners? We're actually having AJ Perez from Front Office Sports join us here in a little bit to talk about everything. AJ has been all over the sale of the commanders on top of a bunch of other stuff. And Riley and I constantly say, if it's not coming from the beat reporters here in our area, like a John Kime, a Nikki Javala, a JP Finley, don't believe it. But believe AJ, the guy knows what he's talking about, and we can't oh, yeah. wait to have him join us here on the show. But to get some business done first, guys, our subscription numbers have been going up. Help us get them to go higher. When you get a chance, pause this. Click on subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. I actually had a couple of people say, hey, I'm waiting for the YouTube to come out versus the actual podcast because I like watching you guys. I don't know why, but you know. Hit subscribe on YouTube. I get to see whoever subscribes. You know, I appreciate you guys doing that. Rally appreciates it too. And Definitely. it helps us with our sponsors. So make sure you guys are doing that. But to get to some football news, before we start talking about ownership news, the team finally released Carson Wentz. Don't know what took him so long and don't know why they were waiting as long as everything happened, but Carson got released. And they also released Bobby McCain on Monday this week. Wasn't shocked about releasing Carson. We all knew that was going to happen. Yeah. They saved $26.2 million in cap space by getting rid of him. But cutting Bobby McCain, I was kind of shocked at that. We're thin yeah. in the secondary. They generated $2.32 million in cap space, but Bobby also has a dead cap number of $2.8 million. Were you surprised like me, or did you kind of see that coming? Oh, I was shocked. I mean, we all knew Carson was, was gone. And like you said, we were surprised that it took him as long as they did. But, uh, you know, they had to change a couple of tires or something on his car. So maybe that's what, what uh, gave him the, the deal to so long. But, but as far as Bobby's concerned, I was not prepared for that at all. Um, maybe they're just trying to make more money for curl or make more money for free agent to come in who knows you know the rest is 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 to be seen and this is the time where we can set our our sights higher but get let down when they bring in 
<laughs> what you, wild goose or somebody like that you know what I mean? so but hey but he got an extension wild goose got an extension but he did uh, he did wild goose i think milo eifler a couple other guys like some of the lower name guys they yeah. extended some contracts too which is hey i'm, I'm happy for him we need depth you need mm -hmm. camp bodies your roster starts at 90 then you got to will it down to 53 so mm -hmm. there are points during this season during training camp where they didn't have enough offensive linemen for practice you know you need bodies out there and i'd suit back up but i don't think my insurance company would be happy about that but i mean i i think you're right i didn't think about it from the cam curl perspective trying to free up some money to hopefully extend him because mm -hmm. they need to extend cam now before he hits next year when it's that last year and he says hey maybe i'll test the open market but I was seeing out there that we got a pair of young safeties. You got Cam Curl and you got Defoe, Derek Forrest. But yeah. the problem I got is I need, I need depth. We didn't have a ton of depth in that defensive secondary. And letting Bobby go, I'm good with it if you have a backup plan. And I don't know if there was a plan in place. And the legal tampering period is March 15th. So that's coming up in 14 days. And for those wondering, 14. it's Wednesday, March 1st, right now. So 14 days, you can legally start talking to players about it. And that was the whole thing last year where the Buffalo Bills talked to J.D. McKissick. McKissick decided he wanted to be a Buffalo, but you can't actually sign players until the 17th. So then the commanders came at him with the exact same offer, and he decided to stay here. So... Don't believe it until that ink is dry and it's actually been yeah. submitted to the NFL. Yeah. Something that was submitted that you and I have talked about, the team placed a franchise tag on Deron Payne on Tuesday. They were mm -hmm. the first NFL team to actually apply a franchise tag. And some of our listeners don't know, there's differences with franchise tags. You've got a exclusive tag, which means that player cannot negotiate with anybody. They can only talk to you. If they don't sign that tag, they don't play. It's as simple as that. The commanders place the non-exclusive tag on Deron Payne, which means Payne can negotiate with any team he wants to. Mm -hmm. The commanders have the chance to match whatever offer Deron gets. If they don't match that offer, then... Duran signs with that other team, the commanders get two first round picks from that team that is going to get Duran. Mm -hmm. I don't see that happening. And from a dollars and cents perspective, the average money you pay a player between an exclusive or a non-exclusive tag is the same amount of money. The transition tag is actually the average of the top 10 players at the position where the exclusive or the non-exclusive is the average of the top five players. So they could have saved themselves money if they did the transition tag, but if Duran signed someplace else, they'd get no compensation. So that's why the team didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And this means the team is offering Duran 18.9 million. He has until July 15th to sign that deal. And the team said that they're still negotiating with so this doesn't mean like it did with Kirk and with Sheriff that, you know, negotiations were done. And those negotiations didn't end when the tag was placed, but we all know what happened 
when we did this dance with Kirk, and when we did this dance more recently with Brand Sheriff. Always a bridesmaid. Yeah. Well, this tells me, this tells me that uh, two things. One, they don't want anybody else to, to deal with them. But on this, on the on the other hand, it tells me, okay, go ahead and if you want to give us two, give us two. That's what that tells me. Right now is a stopgap. So let's just see how serious those other teams really are. We know Duran probably doesn't like it. And I know this is a different time with our organization. So before one day would say we're still in talks, I wouldn't believe it because we knew that they weren't in talks. I mean, how many players have said, no, they never talked to me. Um, I think Big, Big Swaggy said that they never talked to me. I, I wanted to talk to them, but they never talked to me. So I think that we are, uh, we've, we've turned the tide a little bit as far as a little bit of the honesty is concerned, I, I, I hope. So yeah. with, with, with that being said, I, I think that they will be in talks. And I think that they really realistically do want to try to get a deal done with them. It's just, hey, bro, this is where we are. You know, we don't want to let you go, but we understand you got to put food on your table as well. He definitely does. He definitely does. But did you see the Don Van Natta ESPN story that just came out the other day? I did not, Ted. Uh, I've got a lot of things going on. So I just basically heard bits and pieces of it. And I haven't been able to actually delve into it, but talk about it, bro. I've, I've actually been jealous because I'm seeing your Instagram and you lounging on <laughs> some type of just doc hanging out and look relaxing and thinking, yeah, that's probably why you missed all this. But Don Van Nata came out with an article that was uh, Tuesday morning, seven o'clock in the morning, basically alleging that the previous owners, the minority owners saw in a financial audit that Dan Snyder took out a $55 million line of credit. And that's not allowed without board approval. The line of credit came out from Bank of America. They brought this to the NFL's attention, and the NFL basically tried to sweep this under the rug. Well, long story short, records were subpoenaed, and the federal government is involved now, and they're looking into the financial dealings of this loan. Bank of America was waiting for a note from the board saying that this loan was actually approved and signed off, even though the line of credit was paid back they needed to attach that actual note to their closing certificate from a bank. It's like, mm -hmm. I've got a home equity line of credit on my house. And even if I don't use it, if I wanna close it, you gotta fill out paperwork. Well, they paid mm -hmm. it back, they closed it. Well, to get the paperwork done, it wasn't there. In the article, for those of our listeners that haven't seen it, and we're gonna to talk to AJ Perez about it here in a minute when he joins us. But in the article, they're saying that Dan Snyder paid himself a salary of $10 million per year that wasn't approved by the board of directors. He charged the team $4.5 million to paint the team logo on his private jet as an advertising expense. I mean, he had a couple of lavish parties and I get it, he's the owner of an NFL team. He can have those lavish parties, but he's going back and charging the team for those parties and charging the other owners for those parties. The other owners were claiming that they never had a board meeting. And Dan is quoted saying, why the F do I need to have a board meeting? And just mm -hmm. different pieces that have come out. So 
I was getting concerned that he's not going to sell because articles are coming out from Sportico and others out there mm -hmm. that he technically doesn't have to. And I've been saying this on our show for a while now that until he has to pay the NFL back that $450 million, he could still keep the team. But now laws getting involved. You're talking bank fraud, wire fraud. All these are alleged. The team is denying this, but we're now talking not the NFL law. We're talking federal law here. Federal law, that definitely. Has a chance to truly make yeah. a big shakeup. And if he doesn't want to do this, well, it might not be up to him anymore. Well, Ted, I, I, I always say, man, we all reach our breaking point. And, you know, possibly in the past, it's like when he said, I will never change the name. You know, he reached that breaking point where he had to. Now we're seeing that all this other stuff is coming out and that breaking point is closer to what we think it is. So I'm, I'm just going to try to sit back, count my chickens and let them hatch naturally. I don't want to put them under a warmer. I don't want to do anything like that. I just want it to happen. And I think that it will, man, because as I was saying before, how much more can a person take? You know, how much more can a person take? How much would you want to take? At some point in time, your family says, dad, husband, whatever, let it go. Let it go. Yeah, and he's not even here, though. And from a how much more can a person take is if you're isolating yourself in a foreign country or hanging out on a yacht that he was charging the team for to pay for his employees on that thing, you know, is he affected by it? Is he seeing it? And it's almost out of sight, out of mind. But what I am hoping is that the NFL is seeing these things and saying, how much more can this fan base take? We already see that the commanders are not doing well in attendance and it's about revenue share. So for me, it is just more stuff for the NFL owners to use to convince those on the fence to potentially vote him out. If they don't have 24, then just throwing numbers out. Haven't heard this. But the, the 16 that they do have, then they're using this and they're texting the articles to owner X or owner Y saying, did you see the latest on Dan? Did you see what ESPN just came out with? And, you know, I get the whole Washington Post conflict there, but I'm sorry, I've met Mark Masti. I don't think they're coming up with these stories because Jeff Bezos is telling him to write them, but just take the post out of it. The ESPN article that's taking yeah. documents from court cases and subpoenas that Dan got is just damning evidence that hopefully the other owners are either looking at it themselves or they have people letting them know what's going on. So when they do meet in Florida coming up in the next week or so to talk about the agenda for the owners meeting at the end of March, that maybe that's back on the table because the latest article said that the NFL owners, and I don't know if I can pull it up exactly, but the NFL owners are angry because Snyder asked for indemnification. And for those of our listeners that don't know, that basically means he wants to get out of jail free card for anything that comes out after he sells the team. And he also wants the results of the Mary Jo White report to be concealed and not released. And the team has come out and stated that this is not true, that the story posted 
by the Washington Post regarding the transaction process involving the commanders is simply untrue. So I want to share both sides of that. But in the eyes of the public, the man's guilty just based upon his past sins and everything is piling up. And I'm not wishing ill on him, but I'm at the point where ABD, anybody but Dan, because I am just tired of this. And this actually came out after our show last week during Eric Biennemi's press conference. Jason Wright actually said that there's nothing but upside. And I don't have the exact quote. I'm trying to go back and look at it. But he basically said that there was nothing but upside in regards to new ownership. And I was shocked to hear that come out of the mouth of the team president. Well, it, it is nothing but upside. I mean, think about, think about right now, we are thirsting for water. And we can see the water, but we can't drink it. We know that once this happens, we're going to have a lot of water to drink. And it's going to, it's, it's almost going to, we're going to get waterboarded with all the water that's going to come down, man. So once again, everyone knows, but will he do it? And when will he do it? More importantly. Time will tell. Time will tell on that. And our guest of the hour, A.J. Perez, just joined us. So I want to welcome in A.J. Perez from Front Office Sports. A.J. is a senior reporter for FOS. He's actually been doing this for more than a decade with USA Today, Fox Sports, CBS Sports. The guy has been all over everything commanders. A.J., thank you for taking the time to join Rally and I in the mess hall. No problem. It's been a long day. Besides the commanders, I do also cover a lot of legal stuff. And you got to get Flores and Michael Irvin popping up today. So, Oh, yeah. I've been following your timeline on front office yeah. sports and just seeing everything you do. And we just focus on this team. I can't oh, yeah. imagine <laughs> everything that's kind of going through just your mind and all of your articles that you've got yeah. going on. But from our standpoint, thank you. Thank no you problem. for doing what you do and getting the truth out there in regards to this. And yeah. having been a longtime DC resident, Washington Redskins football team commanders fan, most teams would be talking about the combine right now and what their <laughs> team is doing. But here in the DMV, it's a little bit different. We're more so concerned about the sale of this franchise. Is yeah. there truly a light at the end of the tunnel? And last week, during our show, actually, it came out that Jeff Bezos hired a firm to look into what a potential purchase of the commanders look like. Yeah. And until then, I was thinking and telling our listeners that, you know, Snyder, it's been constantly said, don't know if he's going to sell to Bezos. Don't know if it's going to happen. But when that story broke, there was a little bit of a light. And that happened and then, right after Eric the Enemy press conference. It was like within a couple hours. It and did. That so much. That feels like a month ago at this point. It was what, <laughs> six days ago? It's six days. It's, it's crazy. It's six days. It's been a wild six days. It has been. And then another story came out. And there have been so many conflicting reports, just depending on who you follow, what you're clicking on. That's why I really appreciate how you summarize everything on our site. For those of our listeners, make sure you go to Twitter, follow by AJ Perez. 
Like I said, he's got everything you need to know about the sale of this team, plus more. But a conflicting report came out that Snyder was then making sure that Bezos could not bid on the team. Then you came out with the story on Monday talking about how that's not exactly the case. So from our listeners' perspective, could you help us wrap our heads around this kind of days of our lives saga as it comes to will Bezos, will Bezos not be, and just everything from that side? It's kind of hard as a reporter to kind of put in what everything you hear. And we've known for so many, for so long, pretty much even before this this uh, this team went up for sale in November that Bezos had interest in in uh, NFL ownership. Obviously, we saw him up on the booth with Roger Goodell and one of the Thursday night football games this year. Um, so the, the NFL owners want him. I'm not saying every owner wants him, but like the power brokers, the Jerry Jones, the Robert Krafts want, uh, you know, want Jeff Bezos as part of the NFL. And, you know, this is not and, uh, you know, my reporting has been uh, kind of a little it's been close to what when it comes to bezos that everybody else has had as far as you know i just don't i never use the term bard it's very he's very reluctant like reluctant and because of the washington post for sure but um you know there's what, what's happening behind the scenes um which has been happening probably more the last couple of days is that people are kind of lobbying for bezos and the people being um i i can't say exactly nfl front office for sure but i know the other some some owners i don't know how many and which ones exactly but some owners are actually trying to it, kind of yeah, play the role of basically um, you know, a power, again, kind of a broker in a deal between Bezos and Snyder. It's the most straightforward path. It's the quickest path to sale. Bezos has so much money, more money than anybody else, right? With only a third richest person in the entire world. Uh, mm -hmm. But also that, you know, he has, he has some you know, ties to DC. I know the Washington Post is holding the back a little bit, um, kind of, but it's, but it's also, uh, he's also, you know, he, He's going to be able to spend the money for a new stadium and be able to improve the facilities. And, you know, the, it's it's the most straightforward path. And I'm not saying it's the only path. I think Paris is also in there. And so that's why the top three I said the other yesterday, which I had been hearing for two days before that, before I reported it, was that it was Harris, Harris Bezos or or it's going to be uh, or it's going to be Dan Snyder keeping the team. And that would be the I think that would be the worst option for the NFL. I know a lot of fans around here are not a uh, aren't very uh, um, keen on Mr. Snyder. So I think uh, for, and we've seen why over the last couple of days of reporting by other outlets. Yeah, I, I remember seeing your post and number three being Dan Snyder. And I was actually surprised at that. But then Sportico came out with an article, I want to say yesterday, talking about how the NFL might actually want Dan to keep the team because of the, I guess, legal battles that they can see themselves being in with Dan or going against Dan down the road. And the Washington Post came out with an article that the team has since said is false, saying that Snyder is looking for indemnification mm -hmm. for anything down the road. And I think it was uh, Stan Kroenke actually asked for the same thing when it came to the- No, uh, he signed it. He signed the document. He signed the document before the team- basically when the team was allowed to basically the whole before, before the decision to um, allow him to move to, to, to the, uh, to, to LA, okay. they, they made him sign a document saying anything that comes out of it, I'll handle it. And he didn't. So this is why the indemnification thing was met with like, I wouldn't say laughter, but it's like, Oh, come on. I mean, we, we already had a guy who Kroenke was more resources than Dan Snyder <laughs> um, who has already owned two, you know, now three, 
he's the, the NFL was the third team. He already on an NHL team and the NBA team. So yeah, he, so you have that and then you, you're going to have Dan Snyder coming. I think more likely is going to be, and we get to it later, is going to be maybe some debt relief. You know, the NFL is basically the co-signer on all these loans, you know, they're not the bank, but they do back the loans that that Snyder took out to buy out the co-owners. And I could see them coming down with, you know, maybe, maybe cutting out, cutting off a piece of that, you know, nearly billion dollars around billion dollars of debt. I could see that, but it, identification for a lot of the things that he um, has been, we've seen Congress, we saw what Beth Wilkinson had, you know, they, it, a lot of the things point back to Snyder, not everything can be you know, heaped upon him for everything, but there's, there's enough there where he had some involvement where you give someone like that of, you know, a blank check, not knowing what's going to happen. Uh, you know, there's three investigations that we know are out there. Um, Mary Jo White, U.S. Attorney's Office, the Grand Jury, and um, here in Virginia, and also and also the Virginia Attorney General, which is still ongoing as of yesterday when I checked. So, AJ, I got the question that that I have is, you know, so why why do you think now we are actually able to peel back the onion and see his his business dealings since for so long he's been Teflon Dan? Yeah, it's a lot of it. people always look at the timing. You know, I think that the first ESPN story that dropped last fall happened right before they played. Uh, they had right before one of their games. I don't know if it was a primetime game or I can't remember, but it was like literally right before a few hours. It was a few hours, about maybe a day at that point before. And it was like, you know, that was that that took people away from talking about the football team again. Um, and obviously that was pretty damaging. You know, that Dan's that has dirt on other owners and they're worried about that. Um, but the timing is very interesting. We're Part of it, I, as I reported Monday before all the other reports came, was like, you know, the, the owners, the other owners I've talked to were just getting just, just, I would say annoyed. I mean, they're just like, where is the sale going? We're three, three plus months into it. And, you know, what's going on? Um, and there wasn't much. And it, we, we didn't have, we had a couple of visits. We had, we knew a few of the candidates. He's, uh, you know, Bezos hasn't bid. We knew that, um, you know, he's looking for $7 billion, which I reported a couple of days before the Super Bowl when I was in Phoenix. And it's like, you know, he was, he's, was, he was holding out, holding out for more money. But at, at one point it's like, you know, I'm, there's nothing, I'm not, I'm not saying anybody's behind it. The timing's probably very coincidental, but it comes at a juncture where the combine's starting. We have a special meeting uh, next week in Florida, and then you have the full owners meetings coming up in Phoenix, which I'll be at. Um, and it, I don't think you read into the timing. It's stories drop, happen when they happen. Um, I have somebody who writes, has written stories at midnight or 1am, you know, you, you go with what, you will go with the story when you're when you're comfortable and your editors are comfortable with it and you're sourcing solid. Um, but I know, but the ESPN story, um, Gavin Adams has been working on that. This is on. I don't need to talk about other reporters, but he's working on that a long time. We there's been whispers of that uh, for a while. We and in fact, it goes back to October. I mean, we thought I think that's when the story dropped the the, the Dan Dirt story, whatever October, November of last year. Mm -hmm. That was that's when we were like, hey, that was like I was so when we read that story, I was like, wow, the financial stuff isn't in there. And the financial stuff hasn't really been talked about really much. Congress mm -hmm. kind of dropped it after the letter of the FTC. That wasn't uh, what is that was that was almost a year ago. That letter of the FTC that launched basically launched this cold federal probe as well, you know. But it was you know and launched the, the attorney generals in D.C., Virginia, and Maryland. And Maryland settled. D.C. has two lawsuits. Virginia still going. You know that that was a big jumping off point. But we didn't see any of the financial stuff in the uh, in the final findings from the House Oversight Committee. That came out in December. You know, we didn't see much of the financial stuff in there. Um, that was kind of that at that time. I was like, huh. I was like, well, we heard, you know, you know, we heard we, we 
when you're in this beat, you hear like what other people are working on. You don't know what they're working on. I don't want to steal other people's reporting or try to jump off and try to beat them for the hard work that they're doing and that, and that ESPN and Dan Benatta did. Um, but it's, it was interesting. I was like, in, in that it dropped uh, Tuesday. I had the subpoena last Wednesday, a week ago. I had that subpoena. I broke that there was a subpoena. I didn't know, didn't know, uh, you know, what they were looking at exactly. Got a statement from the team. Got a statement. Um, got a no comment from the U.S. Attorney's Office, as always. Um, and uh, so we knew a little bit then that that something was going on. Um, and uh, a lot of this leads back, you know, there's there's several things. A lot of this just goes back to. Um, you know, what uh, the co-owners getting annoyed at Snyder that caused a lot of issues back then. That was, you know, settled, that was supposed to be settled a couple of years ago. But, you know, when you have three rich, <laughs> rich, rather very rich people uh, who were basically kind of were denied, you know, they wanted to send Dan Snyder to sell the entire team. They get more money that way. You know, instead they took, you know, not $900 million or close to that for the 40%. Snyder had to take out a lot of loans and we saw how much the debt load was in the, in the latest ESPN story. You know, we knew the debt will, you know, we didn't know how much cash Snyder put into that and it ended up looked like not much. Um, so he has, you know, carrying about a, a billion dollars in debt. And there's been rumors here in Ashburn. Uh, I'm in Leesburg, but when I'm in Ashburn <laughs> next door, um, there's been, we, we, you, you hear, hear rumors of like, oh, they got to move stuff around. You know, they're having trouble with this, trouble with that. Never, I spent two years looking into some of this stuff and it can never, it never points back to Snyder or that there's really issues. Um, I'm and not, and, and that's a credit to the people they hired after they fired Bruce Allen or everybody else, including Jason Wright and Martin Mayhew, you know, they do, they do, uh, you know, they do have a good job. They, they do a good job with the, uh, with kind of, I would say damage control, but you know, like, you know, everything's yeah. fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah. you know, that, and that's, and it could be on their end and I'm not, you know, there's, that's that could be the case but you know there was all this you know all this stuff comes and it's it just paints it in 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 paint snyder in a worse light and we already know even before the summer of 2020 when the washington post dropped those two stories that started all this you know it wasn't it wasn't rosy around here the team was Mm -hmm. not successful the team you know they keep every single season they seem they, they they tarp off more of fedex um and and every single season we see more the fans that do show up it did, it, did, it, it did rebound in last season. The, the tennis did rebound a little bit. But half yeah. the, I mean, half the fans are there, are there for the other team, especially if you're going to play someone from the, from the Eagles or the Cowboys or other NFC East teams. You know, that you see, or even the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they had the homecoming game, and it was like all Green Bay Packers fans. So that, you know, that's the NFL owners. The other owners just realize it. They realize, you know, and they don't always blame Snyder for not getting the stadium. But they do see, you know, allegations of financial uh, misconduct which would be broke um geez it's been almost a, a year about a year ago too um it was yeah it was so we uh, we 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 broke the story that you know that ended up being part of this Dan Benatta story and I just did not you know we just uh you know that was that was pretty big for a startup uh so we did that um and um we kept going on as, as best we could we kept breaking stories breaking stories uh but you know I'm only a run reporter but it's I'm glad others are on it so this stuff gets out there yeah and you've been doing a great job. And once again, we're joined by AJ Perez from Front Office Sports. AJ, one of the other questions I have for you is, I mean, going through this bid process, you know, Rally likes to say, you know, he was, uh, what was it on eBay Rally you used to do at the last minute? Uh, I used to hawk, hawk bids. So he would wait until the last minute and mm-hmm. just outbid people on eBay when the timer was going down to zero. And we know that Bezos has not put a bid in yet that 
think uh, I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name put the bid in for 5.5 billion oh, uh, Fertitta, the, uh, Fertitta Houston put his bid in. Yeah. and there's stories out there that Snyder's not going to sell if it doesn't get to 7 billion and that some it's people are thinking <laughs> exactly it's not going to get there because knowing that how much a stadium is going to cost knowing how much the facilities are going to cost the NFLPA just came out with their report card maybe an hour ago talking about how the commanders are 32 yeah. out of 32 teams mm -hmm. <laughs> in regards to facilities and I mean, the training it's room. That, yeah, the training, I mean, the facilities in Ashburn are 30 years old at this point. I mean, and yeah, I, almost, almost 30 years, about 30 years old. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, you're right. I mean, they put that dome in, you know, I don't know how many years ago I, the bubble. after I moved here. The bubble yeah. after I moved here. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a team that's been stagnant for many in, in in many ways um and you know all of it leads back to snyder i mean he has to take ultimate control to almost 24 years as an owner you have to take you have to take mm -hmm. some you know you have to take responsibility he never wants yeah. and for anything it's always somebody else's fault and at some point it's like you, you got to look inward man it's like you know i don't know we saw we saw his wife get booed now she's a co-ceo tanya snyder get get booed during the game and i had people texting me i'm like dude i was like that could change things so many things could change things. I've been, I've been hearing this could change. This is going to change. This is going to change this. And he's still the owner. And, you know, finally, there's going to, finally, I think things are moving either towards a sale. Now it's a fire sale. I mean, now it's like, you're just, you've just, uh, you know, you're like showing your house and you just crash your car into the front of it um, before <laughs> going on the one goes in the market. You're not going to get as much money for it now. You know, now all this stuff comes out. If you would have, you know, if you would have let Bezos bid, Earlier in this process, instead of needing a bunch of people to vouch for him, vouch for for Jeff Bezos and saying, you know, Jeff Bezos doesn't write the stories that Liz Clark and Nikki mm -hmm. and Mark write. I mean, it just, it's, it, you know, that's that could have so much things could could have been done differently. You know, the timing of the sale was always kind of, you know, the subpoena hit somewhere around there. Um, don't have the timing exactly, but it was somewhere. From what I understand from what from one of my sources was it, the the subpoena came not too far before he announced the sale. Is there a cause and effect there? I have no idea. But there's at some point, you know, there was that he either to and it could have been just you know the this couple of like why I had one source going back to when this all started in in, in November who was like, hey, just go through the process and just keep the team. That was like he was like, and th that was speculated by others. But this was a banker who was. Who I, you know, I, who, who I talk to fairly regularly, um, and uh, actually, there's two. There's, there's a couple other sources as well that were like, "Hey," because that that was Robert Sarber was. That's what everybody thought Sarber was going to do with the Suns. Now he ended up ended up selling. But so it was, you know, that was always back in and in, in every story. It's like almost after mentioned, like, "Oh, there's always this chance, always this chance." And now that you know, I just don't at this point. Even though Goodell kind of got brought into this ESPN story and over the fifty-five million dollar loan. And, you know, there's other things hanging out there. I think the league's better off with him gone. And I think uh, that's how the owners feel. Um, and not all of them. I'm sure there's, but we're getting close to 24 for removal. I can't speak for all. I can only speak for the ones I keep in touch with. I, it's not all 32. I guarantee that. Um, so that's, uh, you know, it's, there's going to be, there's going to be some kind of, not say settlement, but there's going to be some kind of, uh, you know, there's going to be some kind of deal worked out. I'm sure when it comes to, not identification, but it's kind of like, hey, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna go away. And Snyder can't yeah. sue. He, you no, know, he can sue. You know, if if they take it away from him, he can sue. But you know, and actually, Brian Flores today was able to, you know, 
keep this case out of arbitration and the NFL will probably appeal that. Yeah, like everybody else, the NFL, Dan Snyder is bound by NFL arbitration. When he, when he bought the team in 99, he's bound by that. And arbitration is run by Roger Goodell, I mean, or his designee. So if he could sue and then probably be, it'll be in the, in the federal courts for a couple months before it gets compelled to arbitration, maybe longer, but it'll, 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 almost every single time it ends up there because this is an NFL, what, you know, this is an NFL matter. It's not, you know, you're not suing, it, it's not anything to do with anything with beyond the NFL, it's the NFL. So how are you going to, how are you going to keep it out of uh, the whole secret arbitration that, that um that these co-owners were put in and then we see it i've never seen arbitration documents that dan manada got that's so awesome um because it i've i've covered you know from zeke elliott to all these other cases in arbitration i've covered over these going back to star caps with the new orleans saints like that was like 15 years ago um you know i've covered all this i've never seen an arbitration i've covered caps arbitration never you know and i know his lawyers and they don't tell me anything about what happened you know the numbers are coming out of how much cap settled for nope there <laughs> Couldn't even get a gauge from the guy. And that, that's how secret the process usually is. The fact that those leak, and I said this, uh, I guess I may have said it on Twitter last night, that's a bigger deal to the NFL or, or a lot of people within the NFL than, than the John Gruden emails they get. But at some point, at some point, yeah, you, you think that, come on, man, he's had enough. At, at some point, you just, you just, let's sleep in dogs. You, do we? I mean, look, all, look at everything he's gone through. I, it's the I know, thing. I know. I think, yeah. I think all of us would feel, I'm like, yeah, I'm not wanted, um, but I'm going to get like six or $7 billion. That's kind of cool. I'll go somewhere where, where, where I am wanted. Like and that would be the normal reaction, right? <laughs> Wouldn't it? Uh, but it's not. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's amazing. It, it's, I don't, I'm not saying he lives in a bubble or anything. He must know how the fans feel. And he knows all the free, all, he's hires all, he, he, the one indication you know that Dan Sire knows, you know, how bad things are. Just look at how much he's spending on lawyers. I mean, if he's really hard up for money, these lawyers aren't cheap and he's got tons of them. And, you know, that's, got, that's adding up, you know, whether, you know, that's an expense that we don't really talk about, but he has a ton of lawyers who have done a lot of work, hours worth of work. I mean, they're probably even talking to when they, when they talk to the media, they're probably going to be, they're, they're, they're on the clock and even talk, you know, so that's, that's a lot of lawyers that he's been, you know, having either to fight a subpoena from Congress or, you know, to deal with the co-owners, to do that arbitration, need lawyers. And this is every, every part of the way, he's had many, many lawyers. Um, and I'm working on something close to that. I can't give it away. But uh, like kind of on the, along those lines right now. Um, but okay. yeah, it's, 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 it's just, it's, it's nuts that, you know, that he's still fighting. And in, what you see why, though. This is all yeah. he wanted to do. He, he grew up in Silver Spring. He, lo he loved the Redskins. He wanted, he wanted the team. He's had the team for 24 years, not very successfully as an owner but he's owned them um and he doesn't have the outside businesses that some other owners have this is his piggy bank as damon added who which i've heard uh, my sources say over the years this is his piggy bank this is all he this is his main source of income um and that's how he's taking loans out maybe maybe shouldn't have maybe taking loans out to the league yet we are told he paid 49 million dollars cash for his house a couple years ago down there in alexandria so it's, you see just differing, you hear differing things from Snyder's side to, and then we see, we see the reporting that kind of contradicts a lot of it. Yeah. And well, I can't speak for other individuals, but at least in my eyes, they're innocent until they're proven guilty, just because all of the reporters that are doing their job, like you, like Dan, JP Finley, other guys out there, they are providing facts and 
for me, rally, we're not here about speculation. It's about the facts and the mm -hmm. fact that Dan was able to get those documents, that these were, you know, in court documents and things are coming out from there. It's very hard to refute from the commander standpoint and seeing some of the statements that have been coming out. I was concerned that after seeing a couple posts, if he doesn't get the 7 billion, he's not going to sell. But now after seeing the ESPN story and the alleged 55 or $50 million line of credits that was not supposed to have been approved by the board of directors, that to me is damning. If that actually holds legs, I mean, you came out with the fact of the subpoena and are now seeing all the different pieces of that and just how petty that got with the 4.7 million or four and a half million for putting the old Red Sings logo on his airplane and so on and so forth. That I was the best part. I, that was my favorite part of the story. I'm not, maybe I'm weird. <laughs> I cannot believe you're just putting, putting $4.5 million for the logo on your airplane, on your private jet. Um, just a thing that you could have, what you could have done with the money for charity. And I know he did. That's the one thing I get crap whenever I say this, you know, it's, I, I got, I mean, uh, the Brownlee, one of the attorneys like put one on TV and said, Oh, AJ Perez, who's been, has had a critical coverage said like, he, cause I, I tweeted out that, you know, I was calling around cause I heard vendors were, were getting paid slow. You know, this is all this money stuff I've been chasing, but I called around and I guess the, I talked to a vendor uh, for a transportation company who's, who lost her husband and Cider stepped up and paid for her kid's college. But now I'm like, I'm fair. I'm tweeting that. I got killed on Twitter for saying that. And then Brownlee goes on the air right afterwards and says, hey, AJ, I'm like, hey. But yeah, that's what, it, you know, I've been, so it's like, you know, I'm, you know, you, we're all fair. We all, you know, mm -hmm. it, but, but Dan does things that we don't know about like, as far as, as far as charities and stuff. And he's pretty, um, and he's actually pretty generous worth a lot of things. But that whole $4.5 million for a logo on a plane when yeah, that money could have been used in so many better ways upgrading the weight room, doing something else with that money for the team. You know, that, that's what, you know, that's, that's pretty, especially, you know, you know, outside, he, 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 he you know, he's already known for signing past their prime free agents, at least early in his, in his, uh, in his ownership, you know? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I can definitely, you know, concur that he does do a lot of charity stuff behind the scenes. I organized chief Z's funeral, Zima Williams. Z was a good friend of mine. And I organized that through the team. And they at first did not want people to know that they were paying for it. Yeah, they don't, they, they, they like keeping all that quiet. And it's, that's awful. It was like, it was like, you, he would not be saved by if everybody knew what he did, charity, like just, you know, being, you know, seeming more human by doing those things. It wouldn't save him, but it would help. Not doing media interviews. I don't think I had a story out. I don't think he's done a media interview since 2014. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, that, and he owned two stations or one of the stations here. So, you know, I think that was the last one, last time he was on when he owned that, you know, I think he was talking, I remember who he was talking to Cooley or something back then. So yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of things that could have, you know, could have helped Snyder before all this happened, that, that goodwill being more accessible, um, you know, him suing that fan, I would have sued the fan too, but um, there's other things that he could have handled that better probably. <laughs> But, you know, you know, I yeah. don't, you know, she was not without blame for that, but, you know, there's other, you know, so, but when the, when, when the narrative starts and you're losing, that's, you know, you got to do something, you know, the, the, the narrative was never, you know, there's always a honeymoon period with an owner and I was still in California in college when he was, when he bought the team, but uh, there, you know, there's a lot of things you could have done over the years, including being more forthcoming to fans and being more uh, accessible to the media 
not that we have to bow to us, but even just showing doing, you know, showing up to to events and you know, being around fans, there's, there's so many things he could have done better. And he's probably gonna look yeah. back and look at all the mistakes he's made. And that's gotta be one of them. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring it on home, AJ and, and, and our listeners as well as viewers want to know in your professional opinion, when is this going to happen and be done finally? Oh, I said Thursday after the BNE press conference, I was like, yeah, I might know in three or four weeks where this is headed, or we may actually have a bid in an application. And eh, I have no idea at this point, man. If he if he stays in fights, and it's gonna be, it's gonna get so ugly. It's gonna be we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be uh, you know doing this for at least for a few more weeks, you know. And then 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 you gotta look. We got it's gonna take a, almost two months before the application goes in before we, before there's gonna be a vote for our, for a new owner. So yeah, we got to factor that, and it could be less than two months, could be you know, five, six weeks, but at least uh, even if it comes out today that we have an owner, you know, or, or a prospective owner, and the bid's been accepted, it's going to take a while, and that's going to be a while, you know, even four or five, six weeks at that. Hmm. Well, All once right. again, we're joined by AJ Perez from Front Office Sports, and AJ, thank you for being so gracious with your time. I've, one last one for me. I I've thought in my heart that he would not sell to Bezos just because of everything happening. And even if Bezos comes in with the higher bid and offers more money, and that's why I think Bezos hired the firm to make sure he's not bidding against himself, but I feel that Snyder would take less money just to not sell to Bezos. Yeah. Would the NFL allow that or would they, or do they have the power to force him to take the highest bid. Yeah, they can't force to take a higher bid, but they can deny. They uh, they can deny the um, whoever he picks that paid less. Now there's a sliding scale. I think if you, if someone bids two hundred million dollars less, even three hundred million dollars less, three hundred million dollars less, it's probably at this point with all this going on, probably more likely that they're going to vote to approve. There'll be a discussion about it for sure um, because you know you don't want it, especially if the other person you're leaving out is Bezos and the others want Bezos, and there's no guarantee when the next NFL team will come on the market. Um, but there's, uh, but there's, you know, there, if it's, if it's grow, if it's like 500 million, you know, if someone besides Bezos or somebody else bids $500 million more and then doesn't want to sell to them, that could be an issue, but then you're stuck back here. You start the process all over again. Look how long this took. We're like, we're like 120 days or whatever it is now long. And we still don't really have any, anything really, uh, solid concrete when it comes to the leader in, in the clubhouse at this point. You're gonna start this process all over again while this while while the federal invasion, you know, the federal investigation goes on. Mary Jo White's report's gonna drop before that. You know, that's gonna cut out in the next couple of weeks. Oh, next, I wouldn't say that. I can't put a time I'm on it, but I'm I'll be guessing it'll be around the owners' meetings, if not before. Um, and so that's less than a month away. So you know, there's you know, I have there's no indications that it's gonna come out like tomorrow, but you never know. See, she's on her own timeline. I was told. So you know, there's so much hanging out there, and there's you know, this federal investigation could take a long time. You know, unless they fight, unless they can wrap it up, you know, these federal investigations can take a couple of years, you know, and if, if, if it's pretty straightforward and there's, you know, they can find fraud or can, or just, or, or can't find fraud, you know, they'll say there's nothing there and, and just move on maybe, but that's going to be hanging over them during that process. So you're going to be back to square one with the federal investigation still going on. We'll have whatever Mary Jo White reported, and that's going to be more, you know, the, the owners told me just, you, you know, not to count on that. You, know, you can't count on an, an, an investigation to prompt 
anything because you don't know what's going to be in it. We don't know, you know. So that's so you know. I just don't think going back to square one at this point, unless it's like a big difference, um, or you know, unless the you know, unless he's really in a bad money spot and the owners, you know, if they're petty, know he he's having problems making his loan payments. They could. I mean, that's the other part of it. It's like if going back to square one, the NFL denies him, he's going to be hard up if the. And I have no reason to doubt ESPN's reporting, but he's going to be hard up financially. I mean, we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about the NFL PA is going to get involved if anything even comes close to missing payments for players. The you know what what talent you just hired Eric B. Enemy. You got to pay him. You got to pay all the coaches. You got to pay all the staff. You got to pay all the vendors. And how will game day um, concessions to game day the other game day game day experiences take a hit because you know Snyder's you know actually financially uh, on you know the financial hardship basically so yeah. yeah so it's like there's a lot of so many things that you can go down any path at this point and it could be rosy or it can be just bleak and uh it's or it could be a little of both we'll find out yeah there's definitely a lot of gray area and from a, a fan perspective i'm more concerned about free agency and what's going to happen are they going to truly be on a budget or are we going to go after players knowing that snyder has to put that signing bonus in escrow and how is that going to affect potentially locking up Deron Payne after giving him the franchise tag and negotiations? And I'm in the belief that it's going to limit our ability to bring players here because, you know, I recently refinanced my home. Well, I needed to buy a new car at the same time. And, you know, I, I didn't have the money to do that. And the bank's telling you not to do that. And when you're applying for a mortgage and things like that, they're saying, well, you can't make any big purchases. Well, does he really want to? put money down for a player that mm-hmm. he's not even going to be the owner of. So the years benefits of, yeah, I think there's, there, there, I think there were certain assurances made from what I heard that, you know, that this, this whole process will not impact, you know, that's what, um, that's what I would hear, what, it, what I was hearing, but I was actually surprised they fired Scott Turner. And, you know, that was, that was, I knew there would be much more movement with coaches beyond that. Um, but yeah, we'll be, we, the new league years, what we got 15 days, 14, 15 days out. So, you know, that's going to be, that's when we're going to find out, you know, what, what he can do, what he can't do in free agency. If, if there's any impact at all, um, with Snyder denying all this, we'll, maybe he'll overspend. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so you never know. Yeah. You never, it's so, it's all, it's, it's so up in the air right now. It's seeming hard to predict what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, with, with, with all of this. And I think, uh, with the, after the combine and the next week, you got the, uh, the kind of the committee meetings uh, down in Florida before the owners meetings. It's, you know, more stuff's going to be leaking out um, and we'll have a better idea where it's going. It really is all up in the air, but AJ, thank you for taking the time to join yes. Rally and I on the DMV mess hall. Thank you. Is there anything you'd like to uh, pub promote while you're on with us? Yeah. Go to front office sports.com. Uh, sign up for our newsletter. We get twice a day, once a day on it and uh, once daily or once on, on Saturday, once on Sunday. Uh, free newsletter. You get all the you get all the uh, all the best sports business culture and everything else that we offer. And uh, go to our website frontofficesports.com. Follow me at dyaj perez on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, AJ. We really appreciate no it. No problem. Yeah. Rally and I really appreciate AJ Perez for joining us on the mess hall today. But we got to talk some football. It can't just be all about Dan Snyder and ownership. So let's get into it. Time's going to tell on QB1. And we thought that Sam Howell was going to be QB1 coming into the season. Well, Ron Rivera 
was at the podium yesterday and actually specifically talked about Sam and QB1 and being the starter next year. This was what Ron said. Well, if you go back to, to his junior year coming out, you know, this is a guy that had some very good grades on him as far as being draftable. I believe if you go back and you ask some scouts, you know, what their grades are, you're going to see some pretty high grades. Um, you know, I went, that's what I did. I looked at our people's grades, and we had some very good grades on him. So uh, we feel very confident in his ability. Secondly, um, things that he showed us over a period of time. You know, he played a lot in the preseason. That was something we did on purpose. Um, we wanted to see him because uh, we liked him that much. Uh, during the season, you know, when, when you watch the practice tape and you just – he just had some moments that just showed you, you know, he's done a really good job. And then getting the opportunity against Dallas. Um, you know, I thought he came out and played the type of game that you're looking for as far as the quarterback's concerned. Um, he's got a tremendous skill set, got a good arm, the kind of arm that you do look for. Um, that's, that's one of the things. And, again, um, he's not our starter. He's coming in as a QB1. He'll get, he'll get, he'll get a great opportunity to be our starter. Um, but we do want to find a veteran uh, quarterback. You know, we have Taylor Heineke that's a free agent. that We've got to work through that as well, and then we'll see what happens from there. I'm scared, man. I am scared that Howell's not the starter, and they're going to do something crazy and bring somebody in here that is going to cost an arm and a leg if they're allowed to spend it, or that's going to mess this up again. And when a new coach comes in next year, because I don't think these guys are going to be here, whether there's a new owner or not, that they're going to get stuck with basically a quarterback that they don't want. And I was happy because I thought that, hey, the vicious cycle can end. You know, Gruden inherited quarterbacks from Shanahan. And Rivera inherited quarterbacks from Gruden. I don't want the next coach to inherit a quarterback from Rivera. But Sal, Howell has the chance to be the starter, but he's not the starter. You feel the same way as me, or you just say, eh? I think he threw the kid under the bus, is what I think. And um, enough's enough on that. I mean, on one aspect, you say he's, he's QB1. Oh, no, he's not QB1. I mean, at some point in time, I hear what he's saying about you want to try to bring in a veteran, but we've seen how that works for our team, not other teams, for our team. So I think at some point in time, do something different. Do something different. Let the kids start. You know, as difficult as that may be, because how many times, like you said, and we're going back in years, but we heard that... uh, you know, RIP to Dwayne. Dwayne's gonna start. Oh no! Well, he's got a he's got a he's got all the tools to be a starter. But we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna have a true quarterback competition. That's what it was. We're gonna have a true quarterback competition. And there was never a competition. There was never a competition. They had it in their mind who they were gonna start, even though it may not have been the best guy for the job. So um, yeah, that worries me as well. I, I, I'm hoping that they can just make their mind up because on, on so many levels, you hear the upside and I know you got to, you got to stroke them the right way. I understand that. But at the same time, you struggle the right way, but then you turn around and you slap them in the face. So just stop. You know what I mean? Less is more. Just stop. Yeah. We've been saying less is more during these press conferences a ton. I mean, they came out and said 
that they're still evaluating their options on Chase Young's fifth year. And they don't know if they're going to do it. And to publicly come out and say that about one of your players who's not the face of your franchise, but was picked to be the face of your franchise, less is more. And it came out that Chase met with Dr. Andrews for a checkup and he got great feedback about mm-hmm. his visit. And I don't think it's a shock that that story came out because the team has to decide by May 1st if they're going to exercise this fifth year option. And it's been a big debate. Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? You and I talked about it in a previous episode. Those of you that didn't listen to it, go back. All of our past shows are there. But I'm just, I'm concerned that this front office and staff is going to do damage that is, it's going to be fixable, but don't do so much damage that it's going to take us four or five years to get out of. You know, they're here now. Okay, you brought in Eric Bieniemy, but don't completely just mortgage the future for this fan base that will be here when they're gone. That's the yeah. only thing I'm worried about is, you know, Deron Payne, I'm fine not giving him a long-term deal, but don't mess up Cam Curl potentially not being here long-term because you're being short-sighted and you didn't want to do it or because you were on a budget. But I really want to thank AJ Perez for joining us on the show today. I know that man has been on the media circuit. The guy is all over it. Once again, make sure to follow him on Twitter and on Instagram by AJ Perez. Rally, thank you for jumping on, hanging out and doing this. It's been fun. Today's show kind of reminded me of that Blink-182 song, Say It Ain't So. Like everything going on with Dan, I can see him playing this in the background whenever the lawyers call or whenever another story comes out saying, say it ain't so, I'm not leaving. I'm sticking around. I don't care, but time's going to tell, man. Well, it's all the small things, and but this is a huge <laughs> thing. It is a huge thing. And, and uh, what is it? She left me roses by the stairs. Surprised to let me know she cares. Well, Dan, there ain't no roses, bro. And, and a lot of folks don't care. So let this thing go, man. Like my hairline, let it go. You know what I mean? Just, just, just. But anyway, guys, once again, we want to thank you for uh, listening. And once again, AJ, hat goes off to you for taking the time out to join the, the mess hall with Tailgate Ted and myself. And uh, as we say in every week, you rep it hard, but you don't rep it at all. Tailgate Ted, rally captain. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. <laughs>